everybody, welcome back to the Hair Razor Podcast. Alright everyone, let's get started. Hey, Hair Razor Podcast coming to you on another Monday. Unfortunately, it was not a holiday, so I can't work here, but we are joined. We have a special guest here. We have Chad Slasho from the Splitting Hairs Podcast joining us to drop some knowledge of wrestling and whatever, and he's brought a smorgasbord of beers that we're looking forward to tasting here in a little bit. Chad... Glad you could join us tonight. Who the fuck is this guy? <laughs> no, I, thanks for having me. It's a slow show, for the record, just in case you care. Yeah, we, uh, I always screw it up. Sorry. Yeah, I know, that's all right. You guys have been saying it wrong forever. I'm used to it. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Maybe guys. we're saying it right. Except for it was named after my car that's an SHO that's also slow. <laughs> oh. So now we understand why. Yeah, all right, all right. The puzzle come together. My friends always made fun of my SHO. So. Well, it was a big week up in Brookings, rivalry weekend on the basketball side. But while the Jacks were tussling with some fighting Hawks and the Coyotes of USD, Buddy Rhino, he was a regular Lane Frost chasing bulls on Saturday. Bull tamer. Just call me bull tamer. Yeah, it, the annual uh, family bull sale this weekend, so... Good, good weather, good turnout. So, what is your uh, what's what is your function at the bull sale? Here, here is what I think everybody wants to know: How does a Lincoln High School patriot, grew up in Sioux Falls, end up out at a bull sale in Mount Vernon? Yeah, I thought it was the Patriots. No, <laughs> no, Martin and I were buddies back in college, and uh, they've had this is I think their. Uh, 55th year or something like that there at the bull sale so i started on 13 years ago as a joke and then now i moved all the way up to gatekeeper number two so they'll file all the bulls in from the back i'll get two then i'll start shouting out to gatekeeper number one who what number color all that stuff and then when they file that guy in then he goes in the show ring and so you're like the bouncer at the bar. Yeah, physique-wise, yeah. Bulls, <laughs> bulls are intimidated by me. And, and did the bulls sell well? They did well this year, yeah. The weather was great. A lot of people came out. This isn't your uh, newly... Uh, they don't have the technology a lot of the other ones would do where they go online. This is actual old-school bull sale where they have a bull sale barn. Uh, lots out back. We're sending them all through. I think I had 68 bulls and uh, 13 heifers, I believe, we sent through. So... As long as you get to the heifers and they don't kick the crap out of you, the squirrely little turds, it's a good day. So you've never put in any jeopardy. I saw your videos. You look like you're... Well, yeah, there was a few times I got a little... Uh... <laughs> you could have t- took a scrotal measurement. Well, yeah, there was. you could have loved tap those little... <laughs> as the one guy says, and they'll tell you, check out the boys on this one. <laughs> well, I, I want to ask the question. I think the people in podcast want to know, what's the going rate for an ounce of bull semen? <laughs> uh, I guess we'll that I that I do not know. Yeah, we won't, we won't put that on the bowl. I don't get that close to the bowls. <laughs> well, week started Thursday night up uh, up in Grand Forks. In case you were uh, stranded on a ship with coronavirus or do not get any uh, social media, started off well with the warm-ups. Women dropping five half-court shots went viral. Sports Center top ten, pretty cool. Very viral. J.J. Watt commenting on it. That was pretty cool. Who else? Yeah, was Barstool. It was on Barstool. Rex Chapman. CNN. Everywhere. Yeah. CNN was on it today. Yeah, I think it hit just about everywhere. 
and the poor coyotes doing so well, and we still get more spotlight from five. I think they were really jealous and really annoyed. Yeah. There's still the people that go onto Twitter to just rob the joy out of everything with the CGI comments. Oh, I went after that guy. And I was thinking about Rudy. (laughs) I was thinking about that the other day, though. You know, they got to realize that everything they're doing, we've done first and, and quite a while ago. So, I mean, that's part of why they're a little less of a deal, really, don't you think? Yeah, I mean, even if they get to the Sweet 16, good job, we did it last year. Right, exactly. And, and, and not to take anything away from oh, them, they have deal. a phenomenal basketball team down there. Phenomenal. But if they don't make it to the Sweet 16, well, good job. Yeah. Didn't, get, didn't do what we've done. We just hope they have to go to the WNIT, right? Well, was, well they're going to go to the NCAA, whether we beat them in Sioux Falls or not. They're, they have an at-large yeah, bid. That's true. Which, which would be great for the league to get another two bids. Oh, Absolutely. It was pretty neat. A lot of good publicity. And they didn't need any half-course shots that night because they take down UND 74-61. Jacks put six players in double figures on Thursday night. Tyler Irwin goes for 15. Torrey Nelson, 14. Megan Boltzma, 13. Riley Cassio-Jensen, 11. Peyton Burkhardt, 11. And Tegan Larson with 10. A lot of balanced attack up there at UND. UND will probably be... The Jacks' first round opponent in Sioux Falls, if everything goes as it is right now. Well, we know they won't have fans. <laughs> <laughs> no, not no. It we've said it all year. It's a two team race, and really, it's it's a one team race, and see if we can't pull something out of our hat in the Summit League. But would you say a rabbit? Maybe that would be nice. Yeah, crazier things have happened. We've seen number one seeds fall before on the men's side. Well, and you're right, and the last two times that, as we all know now, after Saturday's game up at Frost, USD does win that game 77-67. They will win the Summer League regular season, and two times they won the Summer League regular season and went on to lose in Sioux Falls. But that was a strong team that came out there on Saturday. Uh, Crowd was in it, uh, 3,600 and some at Frost. USD did not appear to be shook at any point in that game. It was a 10-point game, but I don't think no. that it was really ever out of control where USD was concerned about anything. No, and, you know, the the hard part was we didn't um, we didn't take care of the basketball as well as we should have. And, you know, if you'd maybe take eight more points off and give us four, yeah, it's a much closer game. And that's what you're hoping for going into the Summit League tournament is, hey, you know, we meet them. Few fewer turnovers, maybe a bucket here or there goes in, and suddenly now we're in a game that, you know, a half court shot wins it for you, and we can show we can make a half court shot. Well, it's a classic. Can you play beat somebody three times in a year? Right. It's hard to beat a good time. I mean, you, you saw the progression from the first yeah. game where they were completely off. I only got to see about, <clears throat> excuse me, about a quarter and a half um, after we were cracking beers in the back lot there. We pulled up the game on ESPN 3 and, uh, but you could tell it, you know, they were battling back. It looked like a totally different team. It's just a matter of getting to the summit, getting that crowd. It's going to be a SGC crowd. It's just tickets, you know. But when you get in there. Once again, math. Math. <laughs> but once you get in there, it's a whole nother. I mean, you can you can get cold. You can get frustrated. You can follow trouble. It's by the time you get to March, like we said, and as long as you get there, position yourself to get there, anything can happen in March. Well, and didn't. ORU just gave them a run for their money down there, too. So, 
in a hostile. We'll, we'll call it a hostile. We'll it, it was a rogue game. I don't think it's too hostile. That was scheduling too. It was the horrific scheduling. The horrific scheduling. Well, I mean, if they meet up with ORU at the wrong time, I'm guessing there's going to be some fans in blue cheering against the Oats. Oh, absolutely. So it could be more hostile. The, the issue we have um, with SDSU fans is with the USD game is, is we're not we're going to be out in the convention center at our pregame rally, oh, and true. so the Denny is going to be fairly empty for that women's noon kickoff on Saturday because we're not there. I mean, we're we're partying. We're we're getting primed for the day. So and maybe we need to prime earlier and then get in there and cheer against USD. I don't think it's going to matter. I don't think matter. it's going to matter. So is that like pre-pregame? Do we bring the trailer and the Traggers out? I might as well. <laughs> Nobody said you can't tailgate at the arena. Right? I don't this think that first game is going to matter regardless who's in that arena. I think, uh, like you said, it's a two-game race. So unless if something drastic happens between the two, it'll be that'd probably be one of the bigger shockers. I don't. That'd almost be a bigger shocker than the men SDSU team losing the first round last year. If, if this USD team loses. I think you're right because that Saturday is always just a good team whipping on the whipping on the yeah. bad team. But that's it's, why you want Saturday. Well, in, in the yeah. women's, in the men's, even when it's, you know, number one versus eight, it's usually a decent game to watch at least. So. There was a history of ORU coming up here and getting bounced first round. Right. Way yeah. back in the day. Yeah. But, you know, it comes down to, I mean, every time SDSU made a little bit of run on Saturday, either Duffy or Lamb had an answer. So, I mean, if they're on, that's just a really good basketball team down there. I mean, we just have to give credit where credit's due. And before you transition, because I know you're a phenomenal transition, I just want to say thank you to Tegan Larson, Riley Cassio Jensen, and Megan Boltzma for their senior last day in Frost. And <clears throat> I mean, they have such a unique way of getting there. You have a transfer from Iowa, a transfer from Nebraska, and you got Megan who sat there for three and a half years. Everybody's like, all right, when are you going to contribute? She got her chance. And I think those are three great women that provide a lot of stability to the SDSU program. So, sound like you're getting a little choked up there. Yeah. I am. It's hard, yeah. it's hard yeah. to yeah. Yeah. miss those girls. Yep. Wait, <laughs> swallow. 10 tons of bull bander in a weekend. <laughs> yep. Yeah, yeah, I thought it was that other thing we were talking about price-wise. Well, the men had their shot at the the Fighting Hawks on uh, on Wednesday night. They take down the Fighting Hawks 94-83. Doug Wilson goes for 31. Noah Friedel, 21. Alex Arians, 11. And Baylor Shireman, 11. That was an entertaining ball game. Uh, UND hung in there. For most of the night, they're they're no slouch. Um, when, when you think uh, well, about Mar- absolutely a not. Stewart that can that then then they took down NDSU with just that step back three to beat NDSU. I, I would not want to tussle with UND when they have a senior leader like Stewart. Where are they? I mean, at that was just a in the standings. Yep. Yeah, ice cold man. We where are they on the standings? UND's like what third or fourth in. Is it I think they're better fifth. To ask for stats <laughs> I think they're three. fifth. I think UND is fifth or sixth because I don't think we'd face them. You, you well, it's us, NDSU, USD at the top. Omaha, right? UN, UND yes. is in sixth. Oh, really? Yeah, because they're seven and seven. ORU is seven and seven. And Omaha is eight and six. Now, yeah, but. It's going to be interesting, interesting end of the it's year for both those teams. I think UND plays Omaha here to finish off the season as well. 
Right. Yeah, they play Omaha on Wednesday and then finish off the season at USD. So they go two and zero or zero and two or one and one. That's science. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's well. <laughs> <laughs> but it'd be great if they went two and zero, knock USD off again, and maybe USD ends up. Well, Even lower down. But if you drop them to four and SDSU claims the one seed, now you're dealing with USD on Monday night. Well, we want to get into that now then? No. no. Okay. To be the best, you got to beat the best. Well, I that, think we're the that best. And it's going to be a home crowd. We can agree on because math. Yeah. Absolute rocking crowd up at Frost Arena on Sunday, taking on USD. US, SDSU comes out just guns blazing. USD weathers the storm a little bit, but the Frost crowd got into it. When when that game, 85-80, to 80, Doug Wilson 20 points, but a bigger story out of there was Doug Wilson goes down with two minutes left in the fourth quarter, had an MRI this afternoon. We don't know exactly what that is. Henderson talking on the radio today was saying that uh, they're optimistic. Um, he... Uh, Doug's walking better, obviously, than he did on Sunday. So there's really a big key to the Summer League and whether Wilson will be on the floor or not. And you got to wonder if that's a re-injury of what was keeping him out the last USD game. It looked more foot or ankle. When I watched it on replay, he was just coming up, and he didn't step on anybody. He didn't. I mean, it just looked like maybe something... Twisted, but I saw well, a wobbling from. The I think quarter. it was more from earlier on in the first half where he may have tweaked something. They they had been talking about. Uh, I think Hedno said on the the after or the conference after the press conference after the game that it was he's been dealing with a little bit of tendonitis or something in his foot, but I don't think they're super concerned. He didn't even have ice on it after the game. Still walked through the line. Um, to do handshakes, he wasn't walking great, but if it was pretty sore, you know, he's they, you know, after he hurt his knee, Hendo said he's never had an injury before, so he's super sensitive to that idea. So, you know, you give him a day, make sure there's no, nothing structurally wrong, keep some ice on it, keep it elevated. Well, this is how big that win was for the team. I mean, they're either going to get one seed or two, regardless. Right? Yeah, really, but regardless. With them ending their season on Thursday at NDSU. They're, they don't have to play him. No, they can no. let him rest for almost two solid weeks and come back and get ready. I mean, it depends on how you want to approach. Health is health. If he's ready to go, yeah. you know he's going to go. He's one of the most explosive guys I've ever seen on a Jackrabbit basketball court. But if he needs that extra half a week to kind of just get your bearings, Noah showed up, everybody's starting to show up. Yeah, you don't necessarily need to. I mean, we're, we're co-conference champions now, which, which is great. If... If we lose to NDSU and they end up with the one seed and we're the two seed, so be it. And you know, so, we. I was going to ask this. So if just if what ifs, Mister Stat Guy over here, Eric. If that what's the tiebreaker? Is it the USD? It's, it it's to, USD because yeah. because USD is in third, and if right. they end up in third, NDSU is two and zero against and the next best the seed, and so that's why they get the one seed. Yeah. But that's assuming that. USD doesn't lose again and drop down to that four seed. If Omaha moves up, how did NDSU do against Omaha or ORU? You know, we went two and zero against ORU and ORU. I think NDSU went one and one against ORU. There's a lot. I mean, there's two. A lot of these teams in the summit have two games left, so there's a lot to play out yet. If if we lose, and maybe you still sneak in that one spot, but at the end of the day, you're still going to play somebody who's really good on Monday night. Regardless. Regardless. And whether it's USD or you or Omaha, 
I mean, you still got to roll. I mean, you're you're going to tip the basketball and you're going to go play a basketball game with a massive amount of fans on your mm-hmm. side. But that bigger thing is, is you're right. If Doug Wilson isn't quite ready to go, you just don't play him on Thursday because you don't need to. It, it doesn't matter. It's a big picture. And Hendo's shown that he's a pretty savvy coach compared to some of the decision-making we've had prior. Yeah. But <laughs> I, I saw it on uh, a comment somewhere else. But I uh, I mentioned to um, my boss who I was, I was sitting with at the basketball game, I said, if they leave Peterson on Wilson one-on-one this whole game, he's going to score 100. It's going to be a massive. Yeah, I mean, it's just chuck it down to Wilt, let him score. And that, and and he proved it. I don't know what they thought that that Peterson was that good of a defender that he could stop him. But they made an adjustment. They put They did. Amudier or whatever. Amudier. Yeah. yeah. And he did good. Yeah. I, well, they must have been worried. They must have been worried that he would have gotten in foul trouble guarding him one on one, right? I mean, that had to be a concern of let's try this. If it doesn't work, we'll move it over and see what he can do. But he did a very good job against them. It's just we had something they didn't, and that was Noah Friedel in the second, in the second half. half absolutely. Right, but we have another dude under the basket too. So I mean, if we play without Wilson up at NDSU, I think it'll be a tight game regardless if he plays yeah, or not. Yeah, we have plenty of time. I mean, they got the home court advantage, and we traditionally don't do great up there. But I'll tell you one thing I noticed, too, is they had Deplinger. They didn't allow him to get down on the block. They no, had him posting no. up about two feet outside his comfort zone, and um, that changed the offense quite a bit, too. But, um, yeah, Arians came out. They had zero points first half. Came out. I think he had, I think he had, he had up 14. And then Baylor Sireman yeah. showing up. Some of the most beautiful passes I've ever seen. Well, he, just simple bounce passes, simple things like that. That you're just like, man, he just sees the floor. Well, he's he's the best passer on the team. I, oh, I mean, yeah. ask all the players. Well, speaking of passing, you saw that clip that's been going around on Twitter mm-hmm. too. How I many was eleven passes, not a single dribble, and a dunk at the end? Come on, I mean that yeah. was textbook. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that was teams just, really just moving around, moving around, and I there you go. The neighbor kids out here, yeah. <laughs> dunk on them. Oh yeah, passing myself eleven <laughs> times and then just going. Like, What's your bird at these days, right now? <laughs> well, I'm the eight foot hope. Jet, awesome. Awesome. <laughs> I'm just has like three inches or like four. <laughs> well, one thing though, USD still that that is a good basketball team. It's an eighty-five. Yeah, very game good team with Hagedorn doing. Literally next to nothing. He's 0 for 4 from three-point land. They, I mean, they played defense on him well, but that guy's going to get his points. Careful what you wish for. Right. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. He he seemed either hurt or very disinterested in the basketball well, he's game. Been hurt. Or were we just on he, him on defense? Yeah. I mean, he was Yeah. Some of his shots, though, I mean, he came down, and, and granted he can make them, but Boy, they were five feet from the three-point line. I mean, they were a long ways away for him to pull up early in shot clocks and just chuck up a three. I was I wasn't at the game. Were you? Yeah, no, okay. No. So okay, I just got back in town, sat down, cracked a beer, started watching the game. But was I, either side USDS was the refing that bad, Eric? I heard. It's that was, it was bad both that ways. That was a tough men's basketball game. There was just some really like there's stuff I can't believe they would call, and then there was stuff I'm like I can't believe they didn't call that. There was, yes, and I would say it was even maybe a little bit more egregious against. And this is coming from a SDSU guy. Like we had somebody go in the lane, and Hagedorn 
swatted at it, didn't touch anything, and they called a foul right, on that him. Was bad. And I was like, oh, now granted, we had another one on the other end that was like, well, maybe that was a little ticky tacky. So you weren't sure if, are we just making call. sure it's yeah. going both, you know, that that never happens. Well, there was that Baylor one. The guy was coming through the lane, and Baylor just simply, like, I'm giving it to you. The guy, like, jumped into it. I think he touched his elbow, and they called him. And, like, yeah. Well, I, I saw someone on Twitter saying it really looked like they were calling preemptive fouls. Yes. Like they were guessing that's what's going to happen, and they blew the whistle. And I also, you know, you're in a you're in a pretty big environment. Two teams that don't like each other. Um, let's make sure it doesn't Keep get out of control. Down. You know, but it, it made for, and, I, and Eric, you're a ref, so you can tell us, but it made for a little bit of a... Uh, not not a smooth and flowing basketball game. It was really clunky, I thought, at times. At times. And any game you ever work, there's calls that you wish you had back. There's calls you wish you made. Uh, you know, those guys, two, two of those guys on that crew were up at the NDSU-UND game. They're on that game for a reason. We can debate all night long whether it was their best night or they could, maybe they put in a better game. But, I mean, you don't worry about that. I, I guess I like the one tweet that said that, the SDSU fans should be more upset at the missed free throws than what the officials are. And, and I yeah, absolutely right. agreed absolutely. with that. Yeah. I said that oh. in the first half to other people was we, we were what three for ten. We were thirty percent. Yeah. Don't start, let's don't let that other stuff get in your head. You're gonna let's be nine for ten at six more points, and it's a different game. Yeah. Be better fans. Be a better team. Don't let the refs factor in. Yeah. And you hear, I mean, it's positive and negative. It's such an intense rivalry. I mean, even when you're in the like, I was watching from TV. Some of the stuff was like you could see the whole court side like jump up with their hands up, like I can't believe that's a call, and it's like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> that was a good yeah. call. Yeah, when yeah, you see it call. on TV, yeah, so you're like, fast, yeah, that's a good call. You're so fast, and they're playing so hard, and things are so quick, and you get to watch sit back on TV, and you're not surrounded by the atmosphere. But that's what makes going to athletics events so much more fun is you're in the moment. Yeah. Your reaction, and I like uh, it's. It was just kind of a tough game to to break down. There was so much foul trouble. There was so much. I mean, it almost like when like USD got there, like six fouls. SDSU's on their run. All of a sudden, oh, it's SDSU's turn for six or seven fouls, and then all right, then there's a break. Yeah. Now here's USD coming back. But it was. A, I mean, it was a little bit clunky, but at the end of the day. I think the fouls ended up about even. Yeah. Oh yeah. Before With, USD had to start fouling. Which I think so. that's a weird thing to say, though, isn't it? Like, yeah. I mean, just because the fouls are even doesn't mean it was good. They're not. Yes. Very correct. Correct. And, and much respect to the officials. Oh yeah. That's it's a tough, tough job. Thanks, Eric, for doing what you do. I don't do much. But I mean, did you see what, <laughs> did you see what happened last weekend? You know, the gal getting called Karen. Stop the game. They had to bring the police or whatever. Um, oh, down in the, uh, it looked it was like. Here in Sioux Falls. Yeah, it looked like uh, uh, the Big Sioux yeah. <laughs> Basketball League, yeah. or maybe it was a, a you know a tournament down there, an AAU tournament for third graders. Yeah, third yeah, graders. Yeah, third graders. Yeah, some lady like they had to stop the game, and the cops showed up and like hauled her out for a third grade yeah, AAU. They would explore. Yeah, she would not let the game proceed. She was in the middle of the court. Odd. I don't know. I just read that she would not let the game proceed. Yeah. So one can only imagine. With thank, them. thank you, Karen. Now the comments below. <laughs> the comments were epic. If you haven't glorious. seen them, go read them. Have Have any of you guys ever noticed, or does it seem like to you, perhaps, that the way that we call fouls in the regular season in the Summit League versus at the tournament seems to be a little different to me, anyway. It seems like they let them play a little more in the tournament, and that's always maybe counted 
against at least our women's teams. Or is that just me? I think it is a little bit more free-flowing in the tournament. When it comes I, to March, they just yeah. let them play, right? I think that it, it kind of... And get out of the way a little bit unless it gets a little more egregious, I guess. I don't know. Every game takes on its own thing. I mean, I... There's, there's yeah. the official word. Yeah. <laughs> but I'd like the Punish official him. word on one of these beers that you brought because Rhino was talking about cracking beers, talking about comments. I want to hear some comments so, on this. This is an exotic, well, maybe exotic's not the right word, but this is quite the lineup of beverages. Uh, well, I've got a Chad, couple. If, got if you guys, I would assume most of the people who listen to this also listen to Chad on Twitter. Uh, and if you follow him on Twitter, you, you listen to him. On well, Twitter. I'll see him read. I'm glad you said <laughs> Chad is giving me a look. But uh, Chad does a lot of taste testing for everybody on Twitter. Um, yeah. And so I would consider him a connoisseur of beers. Well, I don't know that it'd go that far, but you know, my own tap's got a few thousand beers on it. So Yeah, mine has. And I always love how they pop 20? up at three in the afternoon. <laughs> On the weekend. I'm not going to say where I work, but you know. <laughs> it's because I, you know, I get or, or are you right updating there. during that time? <laughs> Sometimes they're retros. It does happen, but I don't check into everything. Yeah. So what'd you what'd you bring us, Chad? Well, the uh, one in Rhino's hands uh, from Apex Brewing down in Kansas City, Apex Ale Works, excuse me, and it's a cinnamon brown ale, and it is. Fantastic. So it tastes like a cinnamon bun or something? Yeah, kind of. All right. So while Ryan's pouring these out, I was told I was pronouncing eponymous. Eponymous? Eponymous. Eponymous incorrectly last week. It's not a hippopotamus. It's eponymous. So why don't you tell us what the meaning of eponymous is? I have no idea. Which is why I was. <laughs> which is which is why I was wondering why it's they called their brewery that. Yeah. <laughs> All right, as they're looking for that, I'll tell you this: the Apex Ale Works here. It's a Cinnabron. It looks exactly like a root beer. I mean, it has that color. It has the bubbles. It has. You know, as we're in a Budweiser glass. Well, that's all right. From a guy that cannot smell or taste. You're going to love this, and, okay. and this is the reason I asked. Eponymous. Of a person giving their name to something. A thing named what? after what a does particular that mean? person. It's, it's kind of... Can you use that in a sense? It's kind of a circular reference. Well, maybe they have used it. Oh, yeah. The eponymous hero of the novel, Roseanne's eponymous hit TV series. That's named after that. Roseanne? Well, what are what are first tastes? I think it's good. This is a nice smooth beer. It doesn't. It's not as you see a dark beer, but it doesn't taste like your your porters and things like that. It's lighter. It's yeah, not it's a, bitter. It's a brown ale. It's definitely sweet. It's it's on the sweeter side. It's something you can hand to the wife, and she'd appreciate. It. This is. I mean, I don't know about your wife. Like we always do, a one through ten. To me, this is about a two beer. Me like. I could have two of these. Oh, yeah, you can't drink oh, so many. I thought you were giving it two, and I was like, no, but that's, that's rough. Right. I, I kind of like the sours better, so this one isn't uh, hitting hitting my taste buds quite as as well as some of the other ones we've had. Then you need the Chad, Saison DuPont. Chad is pulling out uh, more while opening it with a ring, Yeah, my pink which ring. is amazing. I'll I give this one about a, I don't know. I wish I had a little bit more dancing in my mouth. It's a little bit more bubbles. You're not going to offend me, so. I would say this one's about a 6.5. Six point... 
four in my book. And you said this is from Kansas City? Yeah, Apex Ale Works out of Kansas. Well, I think it's actually Liberty, Kansas. But we'll call it Kansas, Kansas. City. Kansas, yeah. Either that or it's home of Philbert. What do you got on the two? <laughs> One of the two. Oh, yeah. Well, I got, I got He's this from down right, there. right at a seven. You can't. That's a rookie score. You know that. I know. So it's not. It's... You give everything a seven. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, if we did it. We did it on tap style. You only get one through five. So we we used to do one through five. We didn't it's think the range there's, there's range enough, was big enough. Yeah. Not enough yeah, there's not enough resolution. No, like it's the barstool pizza thing. You gotta go in points. Otherwise, you gotta do halves, three quarters. Because Eric's quarters. now gotta yeah. go back in all of our podcasts and put out all the beers that he hasn't written down and scored. <laughs> My record keeping's poor. <laughs> So then, what's this little bugger? Cezanne Dupont. It's a top-rated beer in the world. Oh, wee oui, wee, oui, so neat. Uh, it's pretty fantastic. I think Beer Advocate has we it need somewhere a clean in the nineties. Do I get a Do I get a bag of Pioneer Seed with it too, or not? It looks like a Pioneer <laughs> label. <laughs> it looks like a uh, a uh, blanket you laid down. It's going to be a It's going to be a way different shift from the last one. So, so, all right. Give it a smell for a lot of a lot more head, a lot more car well, not yeah, as much carbonation. Head. I'll have some of that. Easy. We're on podcast. <laughs> it's for the kids. Well, hey, while we're while we're taking our first sips of this beer, uh one other big contest, the wrestling loses nineteen eighteen to NDSU. We now that is definitely a sport that I know very little about. And that's why that's, we This is this is how we and that's why everybody's have, had to suffer through me so far. Have right? Chad come in and really give us kind of an end of season, go into Big 12 conference meet update. Yeah, so, you know, the match started off with Danny Vega, and uh, I think it's fair to say that most of us weren't pleased. Not necessarily with Danny. He did a good job, but... Uh, you got the duel off on not the foot we were expecting. You kind of needed that one, right? We did, but personally, I feel like maybe he got a little bit of a. I hate to I hate to pull out the stripes card, but the stripes in that match felt like he was there to make a, make a statement, you know, and really take the crowd out of it. Okay. Like I'm not gonna let you tell me what's a stalling, for instance, and hmm. it kind of felt like that. And you know, we ended up losing that match by a very slim margin. I wasn't pleased with the way it was called but you know i guess that's why i'm not a ref um and then we had a couple other matches and i won't go into the the, the weights so much and we can if we really want to but we had a couple matches not go quite as well as we thought they maybe should have i mean there should have been maybe some more points or got into bonus points and there was one for sure that Sure looked like that guy was pinned. Yeah, see, that was, uh, was that Carlson? Tanner Cook. Or Tanner Cook, okay. Yeah, Mr. Mr. Throw. Yes, oh like, my God. he can be from whatever, like, however situated, and then suddenly the dude's flying in the air and on their back. I don't know, I mean, I know how he does it, but I, there's no way I would have ever tried it, and, well, part of it was as a fat guy, so the fatter you are, the less likely you are to make that work. But he'll be under him, and you think he's going to get pinned, and he'll just give it that little hip and Boom. pop that yeah, guy they, over, and they're he, upside down looking at the lights of Frost Arena and wondering what the hell just happened. But he did he did not end up with a with a tech fall on that either, did he? So we uh, only got three points, or did we end no, up with four? would have had four as a major decision. But I think, yeah, it's, that's what I, was, I think he got a major decision. I think he did get a major. 
Um, but if you get a fall, you end up with two more points, and now suddenly we're going. We might have been up by three or four going into the the heavyweight match, which was uh, Walters against the number twenty or twenty two person in the nation, right? Right. Twenty 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 one depends on which. I mean, wrestling strangers like five six different places yeah. that give you a ranking. So, uh, yeah, and I thought Blake got got shafted too. I think that guy should have got a, a stalling or two more because he was just. I mean, basically, that was NDSU's tactic. And you heard Han talk about it yeah. on the aftermatch. And, and they knew they were going to do that, but they executed that plan, and it ended up working out for them. And you're right, he he got the major decision on, on Tanner, Tanner Cook did. so. Yeah, but overall, um, I liked... I liked Hans' comments at, at the end of, and it wasn't necessarily putting down duels, but his point was, these are these duels are important because we need to wrestle, but we're in this for winning. The long game. Yes. We're, 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 winning, we're, we're looking for all Americans, making it to nationals, and getting people on the podium at nationals, and how many all Americans can we end up with in national champions. These duels are great, but they're just for us to wrestle right. and get our guys ready to roll when we hit the Nationals. Right. It's like when Bono said, you know, we were undefeated in the Big 12s and they printed up T-shirts. And I had one. that It was cool. I mean, that was an accomplishment yeah. at the time. But, I mean, that and a dollar will get you a cup of coffee. Yeah, they, they take completely different philosophies as to how they approach a season. Well, um, yeah, I think yeah. that's fair. Yeah. Um, I mean, our guys are wrestling great right now. They're hitting their strides. A few guys, I think maybe they they wish would do things a little different. But I mean, all in all, our guys are wrestling their tails off right now, and, and we're on we're on the upswing right yeah. now. Yeah, SDSU re- wrestling's gaining momentum. So when is the Big Twelve? So that's March seventh to the eighth, I believe. Okay, that's and then I when's have. nationals? And then the nationals would be what the week. The week after the Summit League. So okay. that'd be the 19th, 20th. And that's 21st. a Thursday through Sunday? Thursday through Sunday at U.S. Bank. So that's close. That's I mean, cool. It's really cool. And I'm sure the atmosphere there is going to be just fantastic. Well, I mean, you're going to you're gonna have 20,000 Iowa Hawkeye fans, or for sure 15, oh, yeah. showing up out there. It's easy to get to. I mean, you're going to have quite a few. Gonna have- yeah, you're going to have there. quite a few, because Penn State's always good. It probably is not a horrible flight or not hard to get to from from where they're at. I just, that... Iowa State's got some guys that'll be there. You and I's got a guy or two that'll be there. I mean, there's, I mean, the wrestling heartland is, is basically here and then out east. So, yeah. I mean, I think... Because you're going to have, what, Cornell, some yeah, of those types Cornell, of schools that are going to have some New out York there. area schools, yeah. right. Well, from wrestling to the... The boys of summer, baseball is still going on. <clears throat> that's the one SDSU team that's not doing so well. They dropped two out of three to Pacific. I don't know, Rhino, what's the story? I, I thought we had a little bit more optimism, or is it just still so early that it's no time to really... It's early. I mean... Is that's... it a bats issue or an arms issue no, or I... depth? I mean, SDSU won their first game, and then they dropped... Uh... Uh, game twelve to thirteen and five to six, so they're kind of right there. Yeah. I mean, you get in these early, early tournaments where it's everybody's feeling each other out. I mean, you look at across college baseball; a lot of teams drop some games that they shouldn't be dropping at this point. But it's a long season. Um, and the teams from down south probably have a little bit of an advantage oh, practice wise. You look at you just look at college World Series. I don't think a northern team has won it in. I think it's like 16 years. It's all right. Southern schools. 
you go look at you go just go look at the roster and I'll talk a little bit on softball too. They're not in Brookings until almost like a month. Yeah. I yeah. mean they're road tripping like crazy. You're looking they were in Texas, they're out in Pacific. Then I think they head to well they have the Gophers Wednesday. But in game two, SDSU, uh, they battled back from a nine two deficit. Then they had a twelve to eleven lead in the ninth, and then they they gave it up on a walk off. So I mean, Jeez. I mean it's it's they're they're there. They have some good arms. They got some good youth. They got some good experience. Uh, but again, next up they have the Gophers. It's a non conference game Wednesday. They play at US Bank Stadium. Um, then they're off to Texas Rio Grande, which is another thousand mile trip that they have to go down. Vaunted and feared Texas Rio Grande. <laughs> Texas Rio Grande. I know what I think. Hated. What hated. I think. Hated. hated. Baseball, I think Texas Rio Grande Valley. Yes. yes. Look out. And they got four games with them, and then they go back to What's US their Bank. Mascot? I, I think they're not the Valiers. The Valley. <laughs> the trees. Then they go back next week and then play the Gophers again. And then on 313, they open up Southern Play down in Oral Roberts. So, I mean, they're still traveling all over the place. And like we said in the previous podcast, if they can get any games up in Brookings, they're usually at two or three o'clock. It's tough to get to, but. Um, you know, you just hope that they can get to the Summit League and uh, make a run. I mean, Omaha did it last year against Roar Roberts. You know, they it, it's possible. Yeah, all you got to do is get to the tournament, right? Yeah. Just and then get there. just win, maybe. Just, just try to just, win. Just get to Omaha. Oh, jeez. Well, they do go visit Creighton in a couple months. But. <laughs> <laughs> well, and that's play UNO. So. Yeah. And then you go to the softball side of everything. They're uh, eight and six. They picked up four out of five wins this weekend at the Razorback Invitational. Uh, they beat Montana twice. Uh, their only loss was to the host Arkansas, who I think they uh, uh, five inning them or something like that. But um, they're off until March six, and then they travel to Florida for some uh, uh, tournament play over spring break, where they have thirteen games in eight days. It's that's baseball. Well, nope. Softball. No yeah, real time for, for homework. <laughs> no, no. We'll find it's out. Good thing some, it's over We'll find break. out some pitcher threw two hundred and thirteen pitches that day or something crazy. Yeah, like but I used to play fast pitch softball, and granted, it was border league, whatever. But you can go, you can throw more pitches than over. Way here. more. I mean, you just oh, yeah. you oh, just yeah. keep rolling. It's a natural motion of the arm. Oh no, I'm just joking about that. It's amazing that these guys, these ladies, can go out there and. They'll pitch two, three games. So little did you all know that Eric and I used to be on the same fast pitch softball team back in the day. Little did we know. Was that Suds ball? No, it was Uh, uh, pre-Suds ball. I did a much better job of keeping booked than playing softball. Oh, okay. But he is correct. Yeah. And I was was not good at either. The Rock Rapids Merchants. This, This is softball, though, where you don't drink during or before the game because you need to be on your toes playing otherwise you could die yeah, you would die. i was never Pl- play plenty of plenty of drinking out. afterwards no. but not before it doesn't sound like fun for me competitive softball oh it was a lot of fun but remember it was fast pitch well yeah i know okay well, long ways to go with the baseball and softball seasons. We'll keep checking in on this, them. As this uh, the second beer we had was yeah. very good. I don't even know if we've talked about it, but I yeah, like I like this that, one better than the Apex. Well, I told you you'd like that one more yeah. since you like sours. Yeah, yeah, this one's a lot better. It's got more funk. Seven one. <laughs> yes, Phil definitely has more funk than. <laughs> I don't know if you guys are telling me I need to shower. No, I was talking about the beer. <laughs> You know, it's got that uh, that Belgian yeast funk. 
That's not, I thought it was. That's like an official like. That's a that's a that's, that's a thing. This is this is why we brought him on for yeah. wrestling and funk beer knowledge. You had, you had I got two more jobs. Yeah, you did them <laughs> yes, very well. Perfect. And hey, got, so yeah, we got a oh, German style beer if you'd like. He's got the never. We're gonna go into half an hour. You're probably gonna have to. We'll have to record your, that. Your cooler is like a clown and, uh, car. We just keep pulling another one out. We'll pull like another one out. I drove up there. <laughs> we we did comment. I did comment to Eric when we pulled up. I was like, Jesus, that's did a he, big dude. Did he get out. out of that car? It was a little car for a big guy. It was. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what else to say. I, I, we can hear not the first time that comment. That's not what we want to leave with, you know, you being our guest and all, but we'll end with that. We can end with it. That's right. So, hey, SDSU wraps up the season at NDSU. The men and women play on Thursday night. Good luck to them up in Fargo. You bet. Bring home the Summer League Championship for the men. An odd 5 o'clock game for the women. Is it five? It's five a four. It's four thirty. I thought it's five o'clock for yeah. the boys yeah. and eight for the guys. When they announced that, because they announced it on the way home from the game, and I was like. Do they, do they play on do they play on Thursday or Saturday? And then I looked and like yeah, it's on Thursday starting late afternoon. Five o'clock, eight o'clock, and I you guess they're get there. You think maybe they're clearing the stadium out and bringing people back in? I have no games. idea. NDSU is going nobody comes Nobody's to our women's basketball games. games anyway, so it doesn't matter. Their seating, but their women's team's much improved this Their seating's worse shape than your I career. was saying that he he may be should get some votes for coach of the year I for what so. he had. I mean, you can't give it to Dawn. They did what they were expected to do. She didn't do anything special down there. It, it, anyways, I digress. Oh, we're about to go into a film Hendo, we just yeah, don't have the time. If Hendo does not win Summit League Coach of the Year, don't and, even and vote Douglas on it again. Have player. Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. There's an absolutely, Whoa. Matt. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Sorry. With, with <laughs> it's it's our podcast shtick, so you know. absolutely. Oh yeah, because Matt says it all the time. So every time we catch ourselves doing it, we yeah. Oh, well, there's one. You there's know. um. <laughs> I lost my Phil's train of thought. Uh, hey, that's, how, that's how you stop the film ring. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> we better have a lot of uh, individual awards coming back. Friedel should be freshman of the year. Uh, Wilson should be player of the year. Gatlinger will be first team. Yes. Um, I don't know if we would have six man of the year. I don't know who. Well, Bo, Shire, Bo. Shireman. Shireman. Arians could be. has been a stud, although he's not really sixth man. No, no. He's um, a gadget guy. That, but you know, the Swiss, Swiss Army, Army knife. knife. Yep. Yeah. And Hendo, if Hendo doesn't win, unanimous coach of the year. It's rigged. Whatever. Whoever we'll, doesn't we'll find vote, who, whoever Phil's, doesn't Phil's vote for him, clip. fired. Who would even be a second nod on that? NDSU's coach, maybe. They were Richmond? picked to win it. Yeah. yeah. I mean that. I mean, but yeah, that's it. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. You're looking at four or five, so you go into the top. And guess what? Go big. Go blue. Go, go Jacks. Jacks. Thanks, Chad, for being on. We appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Hopefully, I didn't talk too much. No, we did good. <laughs> and everybody, thank you for listening. We really appreciate it. Go out, hit that like button, rate, and subscribe. All right, thanks. Bye.